This month we are highlighting, focusing on our on our place in the world as believers and as a church, and the importance of missions. And um, who can tell from the papers that the world's really connected? One nation has problems; other nations have problems, and so missions is very important. Um, it's very dear to my heart because I was raised on the mission field, but. Also, it's very important. It comes back to you. It just comes back to you. Um, in the mid-cities, Hearst, Eulis, Bedford, are some Liberians there. They fled their country because of a civil war. And they are there serving our country. One of them owns a daycare center. Another one teaches in one of our public high schools. And they were friends of mine in Liberia going to Christian schools. So you see, it comes back to you. It just comes back. And so as Christians, we need to think beyond us for and no more. Uh, we need to think beyond just the American way of life. We need to think globally, be world, not worldly, but be world Christians. There's a difference in a world Christian and a worldly Christian to make an impact for the king as well as for ourselves because we get blessed in the process and our nation is blessed. Today we are especially blessed to have a very special guest from South Africa. Bishop Alexander Mwamwe is here to bring us the Word of God. Can we show him our appreciation? Come right on, brother. Thank you, Pastor Allen, and uh, I want to greet the church this morning in Jesus' name. It is a joy for me to be here, and I count this as a privilege and a honor to bring the word of the living God to you in this place. I come from South Africa in a town called Bushback Ridge. Some of you might have picked a small piece in that is uh, enclosed in the bulletin. And I'm running a ministry called Devoted Ambassadors for Christ. And we have a mission school called Greater Faith School of World Missions. And we are just excited of what the Lord is doing back in South Africa. There is a revival. People are giving their life to Christ. And to us, that's what gives us so much uh, joy. Well, this morning, we're going to go into the Word of God directly and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Because I know that one word from the Lord can change your entire life. And I know that there is nothing powerful compared to the word of God. If anyone looked for a solution or a remedy to any kind of a situation, he just need one word from the Lord. And this morning I want to speak on the power of prayer. The power of prayer. One of the powerful weapons which a believer or a Christian can do to defeat the works of the enemy. But there is something I came to discover. That there is no convenient time for prayer. The devil will never give you that space. I've gone everywhere. I've been a pastor for a while. 
There is no day I'll tell you that, well, I found a convenient time to pray. You've got to create an opportunity for yourself. You've got to insist on an appointment with God. Because prayer is the only thing that is going to sharpen your spirit to discern what God is saying in this time and age. Prayer is the only word we can communicate with our Father. When you pray, you give the Holy Spirit time to speak to you. So I insist that there is no convenient time for prayer. You have to create time for yourself. We're going to turn to the book of Acts. It's not the Acts of the Apostles. It's the Acts of the Holy Spirit. I know many people quote Acts of the Apostles. I'm not disputing that. But I'm more comfortable to call it the book of the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Chapter number 16. And we'll read verse 22 up to 26. And the multitude rose together against them. And the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely or to make sure they don't escape. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. 26 says, And suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And everyone's bands were loosed. And the keeper of the prisoner waking out of his sleep. And seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And thou shalt be saved and thy house. Let's pray. Father, thank you this morning for your word. It carries authority and power. I pray, Lord, give us the interpretation. Give us a rhema this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk about the power of prayer this morning. You know, there are many times, especially as believers, we go through things we fail to understand why we go through them. We also fail to understand the way out. When I read this scripture, the more I read it, I come to discover something very powerful. 
Paul and Silas. They were preachers of the gospel. They loved God. They were carrying the great commission. Casting out devils. Praying for the sick. Laying hands on the sick. And miracles were happening. And it was evidently that God was with them. And a lot of us in this place will assume that if God is with us, nothing should go wrong. And that was probably also their thought. One time the Bible says, just after they had an encounter with, with, with Lydia, who supported them materially, the Bible says one time they were going to prayer. Then they happened to meet this woman that was possessed with the spirit of divination. And this woman started by praising them, saying these are the true sons of God. But Paul knew in his heart, he discerned by the spirit of God, that though this woman sounded religious, she was possessed. And this woman that demon saved her a great deal and brought a lot of money to her masters. Then Paul, by the power of the Spirit of God, just like the Word of God says that I've given the authority to cast out devils, you will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. The Bible says in the name of Jesus, they are to cast out that devil or that demon out of her. And the people that owned that woman, that were using that woman for profit or for money or for gain, they were very angry about the move of Paul. Now, Paul did not do anything wrong. He was demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit and living in obedience to the word of God. But after doing that, hell broke loose. Something went wrong. They are to bring a charge on them that these guys need to be put in jail. What am I saying to the church today? It is a wrong mentality to think that because you are walking with God, everything is going to go well. It is a wrong assumption. Because remember in this world you have an enemy. Satan is not happy when you are happy. He's not happy when you are progressing. Is not happy when the church is growing. Is not happy when you baptize people publicly like that and they declare that I believe in Jesus Christ. That does not excite the enemy. And because of that, he sits back and he looks for a way in which he's going to attack you or do something that is going to frustrate you. The Bible says Paul and Silas were beaten. After beating them, they were put in prison. Not only in prison, but the Bible says they were put in the inner prison. Now you need to understand that. It means they were put in the prison of prisons. Meaning you had to go through a number of doors or gates before you could find where poor and sellers were put. All they were trying to do was to make their situation impossible to come out. They said, these ones, what they have done is unpardonable. They need to stay there and die there. They were put there. When they were put in prison, they did not leave them, leave them loose. They still had to tie them or bind them with some chains. 
Because they were making the situation very much impossible. And that is exactly how the devil or evil spirits operate. They didn't do anything wrong. They were preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm here to encourage somebody that has been saying, why should all these things happen to me when I've been paying my tithes? When I've been going to church faithfully? When I've been evangelizing to my neighbors? Why should all these things happen to me? I came to answer your question. Those things are happening to you because you have an enemy and his name is the devil. He's certain. But you don't have to lose heart, friend. Because you shall come out in Jesus' name. There is a hope for you. You shall not die there. God has already prepared a way out. A time is coming when you shall smile again. When they were put in prison, everybody was celebrating and they said, Wow, now we got them because they pressed the wrong button. They're going to die there, they wrote there. But let me tell you something. God allows certain things to happen in your life so that you may have an experiential knowledge of Jehovah. We have a lot of people in the church that talk about God. They can encourage everybody when their marriages are falling. Brother, I want to tell you, God can do anything. The Bible says everything that is impossible with man is possible with you. They can encourage everybody except themselves. But when it happened to them, every scripture they knew, every word of encouragement they knew, leaves their minds and their spirits. That's why God allows certain things to happen in our lives so that it may make us strong. He want to give you an experiential knowledge. He doesn't want you to just have a theoretical knowledge about him. So these guys, they were preaching the gospel. They knew scripture. They understood the power of Jehovah. They knew the miracles of God. They knew God could deliver. They told everybody, Jehovah can deliver you. But do you know what God decided to do? All right, you have been talking about it, but I want you now to experience it. Because when you experience it, your faith shall be bigger or greater than it used to be. When you overcome a problem, let me tell you something. When you overcome a situation, you have become ten times better than you used to be. And the devil does not quit because you have overcome one of his challenges. Why were they in prison? The Bible says at midnight, they decided to pray. Not to cry, but to pray. And when you look at midnight, it is a time when a day is about to break. A night is about to go into morning. It is a time of decision making. It is a time of saying, well, as the day is breaking, I want something to happen to me as well. Not only the day breaking, but I also want my situation to change. And they started praying and they started to sing praises. And the Bible says, other prisoners heard them. They changed the language. They did not complain like other prisoners. Maybe the other prisoners on the other side. All they did was to complain and to blame everybody. Blame one another. You caused me to do that. You caused me to commit murder. 
you caused me to kill that guy. But Paul and Silas, they decided to pray because they knew there was somebody that does not sleep or slumber, and his name is Jehovah. They said, if we can call upon his name, our situation shall change. If we can pray to him, we shall come out of this jail. We don't need to bribe a prison warder. We don't need to bribe a policeman. We need to pray to God. And they started to call upon the name of God. While they were in pain. And the Bible says, suddenly. Hey, that word is powerful. Suddenly. Suddenly there was an earthquake. Something like an earthquake. That shook the foundations of the prison. Some of you don't understand the revelation behind that. Let me tell you something. If this building we are in right now. The foundations are tempered with. This building is condemned. It will become unsafe for us to be here. Because the foundations have been tempered with. Because the foundations of any building holds the building. And the Bible says the foundations of the prisons were shaken. Meaning the prison was now going to become unsafe for everybody. Not only for Paul and Silas. And after the foundations were shaken, the Bible says, even the chains that were on their hands fell loose on their feet. And the door swung open. And the other prisoners also experienced what Paul and Silas were experiencing. And let me tell you something. After Paul and Silas came out of prison, even if they continued preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ or the gospel of the kingdom, if the guys, the authorities, wanted to arrest them again and take them to prison, there was no more prison to put them. Because the prison was over. Prison was brought down. Doors were opened miraculously. What am I saying to us? There are many times we believers, the devil puts us in prison. Some of the people are imprisoned in the spirit of rejection. You just feel no one appreciates you. You just feel the place where you are is wrong. Some of the people are imprisoned with sicknesses. When you are there, you are not free. You just say, when will I come out of this situation? The doctor told me I've got cancer. I come to tell somebody that prayer can change any kind of a situation. I come to let somebody know that the power of Jehovah can take you out of your situation. And you can stand and sing praises and give glory to the almighty God. Certain things must happen to you so that your faith may grow. Certain things should happen to you so that you may have a testimony. Because the Bible says, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Now, without a testimony, how will you defeat the enemy? And how will you have a testimony without a test? A test comes before a testimony. Certain things must happen to you. And let me tell you something. When you experience the power of God, you become a giant and a champion in the kingdom of God. That is exactly what happens even in the secular world. Two people will have the same kind of qualifications. Let's say you've got a degree in accountants. Many times when I look at uh, advertisements, oh, 
when people are looking for a suitable person to occupy a certain position. When you read most, I don't know here in America, but mostly in Africa, when you read the advertisement properly, you're going to discover something. They say, we're looking for somebody with a degree in accountants. As you go down, it will say, at least, at least with two years' experience. What are they trying to say? A person with experience can be trusted more than a person who only got the theory. And that's the level where God wants to take the church. Because there are many times we, we have got this, the scriptures in our mouths and in our heads. But we don't have the word of God in our spirits. That's why you can speak a scripture or a word when you are in the church. But when you come head on with the devil face to face, all your scriptures leave your head. Because they are not in your spirit. And before long you are so confused and you are looking for somebody to help you. You even say, where is the pastor? Why did the pastor go on vacation? Doesn't know things are getting messed up here. You need to understand that God has given you authority. You have got power and authority is right in your mouth. The Bible says Paul and Silas, they used their mouth to obtain victory. They opened, though their hands were tied up, their legs were, their mouths were loose. And they decided to use what was free at that time. And I came to tell you, friend, it doesn't matter what kind of a situation you are in. You need to use what is available there. If your mouth is still operating, open your mouth and tell the devil, I want you to know in Jesus' name, I shall come out. My cancer will be healed. Sugar, diabetes is going to leave me. Because the Bible says, ask of me anything and I'll give it unto you. So I will ask my Father in heaven. And they shall do it for me. Because I'm his son, I'm his daughter. You look at David. David and train boy. What made a difference in the life of David? As young as he was. Do you know what? He did not only know about God's power. He experienced God's power. That's why the king himself, well trained King Saul. He knew all the principles of the battle. He knew how to throw a spear. He knew how to fight. He was like some sort of a commander. But he was afraid of Goliath. And a young man came who did not only know about God, but experienced the power of God. So when he came, he looked at, Saul, at, at Goliath. Sorry, What did he say? He said, look, I'm here to tell you that the same God, hey, me as you look at me, I may look young in your eyes, Mr. Goliath, but I want you to look at me very well. I've got a lot of experience behind me. Friend, I've gone through it and I've come out. God put me there and he took me out. I don't know about you, but I know about myself. And I come to let you know, the same God, that delivered me from the mouth of a lion and a bear. That same God shall deliver you into my hands. And I'll take off your head. I believe everybody. That, is, is this boy crazy? All of us, we, we, we are afraid of this giant. And you come here and you, what are you saying? The difference was David had situations in life that made him understand the power of God.
So it's not everything that happened to us, which are from the enemy. There are certain things permitted by God in heaven so that your faith can grow bigger. Because if you learn to overcome situations in your life, let me tell you something. The devil is going to let off from you because he knows that you have an experience. You have an experience. You have experienced God in a different way. Now, there is nothing that is going to take you out of your situation except prayer. And I said to you from the beginning, there is no convenient time for prayer. You've got to insist making time to pray. Some of the things that happen to us, we are so much dependent on other people. We want somebody to come and try to encourage us. Let me tell you something. If nobody encourages you, encourage yourself in the Lord. If no one tells you a good word, tell yourself a good word. If no one tells you a word of faith, you prophesy it on your life and you tell yourself, Jesus, the same yesterday, is the same today and it shall be the same forever. The same power that healed and raised Lazarus from the dead, that is a power that can heal my cancer today. The same power that opened blind eyes of bad mess, that is the same power that is able to death to drop my high blood pressure. You have got to start believing in that power and you start praying for that power to flow in you. And when you allow that power to flow, then your faith is going to rise. And when your faith has risen, you will become pleasant before God. Because Hebrews 11 and verse 6 says, It is absolutely impossible to please God without faith. You need to have faith. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The conviction of things not yet seen. Meaning, you, if, if it is a conviction of things not yet seen, it means... Before an incident, I must have the evidence. Somebody did not hear me. Before an incident, I must produce evidence. What does that mean? I'm sick. I feel it is hurting. I feel it is paining. But I stand here and I declare that I'm well in Jesus' name. I declare my healing before my healing comes. Before it manifests, I confess it. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm producing evidence of an incident that did not yet take place. That is faith. And where do I put my belief on the word of God? Blessed are those that believe before they see. God blesses me because I believe before I see a thing. There are many times the devil comes to attack us and to frustrate us. And let me tell you something. If we are not careful, we're going to be frustrated until we go to the grave. But we've got to get tired of that and tell the devil enough is enough. I'm going to stand on what the word of God says about me. I'm going to stand on the written word of God. And I'm going to pray and I'm going to speak what the word of God is speaking. The word of God is going to become my language. And when you start doing that, you start to attract the power of God. 
I've seen things happen. Two weeks ago, right at LGCT, one woman came deaf. She could not hear. And I looked at her. I felt the Holy Spirit telling me that today I want to demonstrate my power and to show certain people here that I am still the same. And I say, yes, Lord. That woman came to the front and we prayed for her. Deaf ears opened. I can hear, I can hear, I can, I can hear you. I said, praise the Lord. Because God can do anything. There is nothing God can fail to do. What am I saying to us? It is our mentality. We have put God in a box. No, because the doctor said, this is how it is going to be. Who told you? What does the word of God say? What is the report shall you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. That's why certain things that happen to you, they have come to you as a school of training so that you may understand the power of God. But I'm telling you something. The devil put you there or God allowed you to go there. God has a way for you to come out. But you must have a desire. You must have faith to come out of your situation. Crying every day is not going to help you. Complaining every day is not going to help you. Finding people to blame is not going to help you. You need to stand on your own. There are other people who depend on internet. What is my word today? What is, what is God saying to me today? On a computer. Who told you the Holy Spirit is in a computer? You must have a relationship with your God. If God can speak to the guy who submitted an article on a computer, the same Spirit can speak to me. So I don't need no computer. I need to sit there and ask God, what are you saying, Father, about me? Because I'm also your child. And God will drop a word in your spirit. And that word is going to change your life forever. There are certain things we need to stand against. And the only way we're going to stand against them is by prayer. We need to learn to pray. You know, I read one of the past books, Prevailing Prayer, and it changed my life. I live all my life seeking the face of God. I live all my life in prayer. This lady, young girl of about 18 years, called Pandita Rumbai. Pandita Rumbai was born Hindu. Pandita Rumbai was born Hindu. When she was 18, she could recite over 10,000 scriptures from the Hindu Bible. Then God miraculously appeared to Pandita. She lived in a community with a population of about 1,700 people. And Jesus appeared to her miraculously in a dream. And she gave her life to Christ. Then Pandita started praying. She got a revelation that she needed to start praying for the people in the area. Because she did not even know how to evangelize. She didn't know how to witness to other people about Christ. Because no one did it except Christ miraculously appeared to her. Then she started praying. Every Saturday she prayed and fasted. Lord, may the light of Jesus shine in this community. After eight months of consistent prayer, history reports that a community of 1,700 people, 1,500 people started coming to a prayer meeting of an 18-year-old girl Pandita Rumbai. Isn't that cute? That's powerful. I thought you clap for God because of that. Because that is very powerful. What did she do? She did not use all the theology. She did not read all the books. But 
She knelt and she prayed. And prayer reversed the situation. There are many things we must allow God to reverse in our families. There are many things God needs to break in our homes. Let me tell you something. I appreciate all the offices established. I appreciate, I appreciate all the social workers and all that. But let me tell you something. We're not going to surrender our children to all the rehabilitation centers so that they can help them out of drugs or addiction. But we're going to submit them to the throne of God and allow the Holy Spirit to break that addiction in the name of Jesus. And I know that God can do it. If a praying mama will kneel every morning and have five minutes of praying about the son to the Lord and say, Father, have mercy over my son. Have mercy over my husband. Have mercy over my mama. I'm telling you sooner or later, you shall see the manifestation power of the Holy Spirit. God is waiting for somebody to open his mouth and pray. A lot of us believers, we have committed the sin of silence. We are too quiet. We see things like we don't see them. We have become almost, we are not real anymore. That's why many people smile with the mouth, but they cry with the heart. The face looks bright, but inside it's very dark. Things are not okay. Can jump in the church. Thank God for the victory. But when you are driving home, you start sobbing. You feel like you don't want to go home. Let me tell you something. God can change your situation. There is power in prayer. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the word of God. God can change your situation. God can heal your disease. God can break that addiction in your family that has moved from generation to generation. When you stand and you pray, God will answer. God is just waiting for somebody who's going to pray and say, God, when Esther wanted to go and challenge the king, he said, all of you pray and fast. I'm going to see the king. If I perish, I perish. You need to understand. Thank you, Pastor. You need to understand Thank you, that the, the culture of the day demanded that you could not go to the king's palace unless you were invited. But Esther was not invited. But what we point she was, she said, everybody, I command all the people to be in prayer and fasting. What am I saying to you? Prayer is powerful. Is the reason why the devil keeps every believer from prayer. When we say prayer meeting, two people pitch up. Because the devil knows. That that weapon is very powerful. Wherever you go. I know churches of over 10,000 members. Prayer day, you have less than 200. Because they all live defeated lives. That's why for the rest of your life, you're going to depend on what the world offers. But let me tell you something. There are many things we can break on our own. Through the power of prayer. God can open deaf ears. He can still open blind eyes. He can still break the root of addiction out of our children. He can take them out of the streets and bring them home. Because there is power in prayer. He is waiting for somebody that is going to say, I will pray for my dad. I will pray for my mother. I will pray for my son. I will pray for my daughter. Soon and very soon, you shall see the manifestation power of God. But when you sit there, 
You are sobbing. What does sobbing help you with? You're blaming everybody. You're regretting that you have a daughter. There's a mother right now. I'm speaking by the Spirit of God. You are regretting even giving birth to that child of yours because he has so much stretched you. Let me tell you something. God has a purpose for him. If you're going to stand and pray, God will reverse the situation because there is power in prayer. There are many things that come in my life. One thing I decided to do was to just create time with God and say, Father, these are the things worrying me. I bring them before you. I ask you, Lord, to change these things in my life. I ask you, Father, to fight for me in these areas. Without me realizing, I find situations are changed. You can come out of that prison. You can come out of that prison. The devil has put you in prison. The devil has put you in prison through a sickness. Maybe your marriage, you don't enjoy it anymore. It's like a prison to you. And when you look to the left or to the right, you don't know how you're going to come out of that. I came to prophesy on you that you can come out in Jesus' name. Because the devil shall not keep you there and kill you there. You shall come out. You need to stand up and tell yourself, enough is enough. I've tried everything. I've tried the rest. I want to try the best. And that is prayer. Every morning when I wake up, Father, in Jesus' name, my sickness is healed. I speak to this sickness to leave my body. In the name of Jesus, you start speaking to it. Lord, I pray for my son that has lost the way. I call him home. In the name of Jesus, whatever he's doing, open his eyes. Let him come home. Let him receive the light of Jesus. Before long, you'll see your son coming. Say, Mama, I think I'm going to church with you. I think I need this Jesus you are serving. Because it's a power of prayer. The Bible says God is spirit. And them that worship him must worship him in truth and in spirit. You will never see God even when you talk to him. But you will see what he does when he answers. You shall see the result. So don't be tired to pray. You've got to spend time in prayer. And your situation will start to change. Certain things will start to reverse. Your unsaved wife, unsaved husband will give his life or her life to Jesus. And that will bring so much joy in your home. But many times we sit and complain. We sit and we are trying to look, how can I help this man? Which social office can help this man? Who can bring counseling to this man? You need the power of prayer. Every problem, I tell people, every problem is rude or rooted in a certain spirit. I can prove that in the word of God. Is the reason why Jesus Christ, even when he prayed for blindness, he never said, blind eyes open. You can't show me in the scripture. Never. But Christ said, you foul spirit of blindness, go. When a woman came with a withered hand, Jesus never said, hand stretched. No, or be straightened. He said, you foul spirit. I command you to leave. What am I saying to you? Every problem in our lives is backed or supported by a certain spirit. So, prayer makes you to reach problems spiritually. And that spirit is like a root that holds the problem. So, when you pray, your prayers go right 
to the root of the problem, which is the spirit behind it. And if the spirit is dealt with, it will manifest in the physical. That's why there are many things doctors, they can do nothing about. Sugar diabetes, they'll tell you, no, we can control it, but we cannot remove it from your body. HIV and AIDS, they'll tell you, we cannot cure, but we can try to, to, to boost your immune system. But we can't cure it. Why? Because there is a spirit that rules behind it. If all, it will only take God to break that. And when God deals with that spirit of sugar, HBP, whatever it can be, you are healed, you shall manifest in the physical. It shall manifest in the physical. That's why it's time we forgot about physical, so-called physical problems. Let's get in the spirit through prayer and we shall see the power of God manifesting. Let's close our eyes. Thank you, Jesus. Is there somebody this morning? He's saying, Bishop, you've spoken to me before I get off from here because I sense the spirit of God. I sense the anointing. I sense the power of restoration. I always do this when the Holy Spirit instructs me to. Do we have anyone in the house that says, I need prayer. There are certain things that must reverse in my life. I need God to touch me. I need prayer to change my situation. If you are there this morning, I'll ask you to come and join me where I am. We have to do this thing pretty quick. Somebody is saying, I need prayer. Come. Just come and stand in front of me here. And let's believe God for your situation to change. You can just close your eyes and say a short prayer to him. I see God coming through for you. That which you have struggled with, God is going to break it today. You know what I'm talking about. The Spirit of God is telling me right now that there is this thing you struggled with for a long time. Today, God is going to take it away from you. You must be willing to continue serving him and loving him because God is going to take it away from you. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, I release the power of the Holy Spirit. Marco Torobosa. Touch him. Touch him, Lord. Touch him in the name of Jesus. Bring your deliverance and restoration right now. I speak a reversal in your situation. Spirit of the living God. Father, I thank you for the anointing. That is able to break every yoke of bondage. I bring your miracle. Power of God in the name of Jesus. Father, move in this life. Oh, Rabo Shaka. Yes. I destroy every yoke of the enemy right now. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Holy Spirit. Oh, Rabo Shaka. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Anointing of God, break every yoke of bondage in Jesus' name. Father, touch him, touch him, touch him, touch him by the power of God in Jesus' name. Yes, receive that miracle from above in Jesus' name. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive that miracle in Jesus' name. Father, I release the touch of God. I release the touch of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. Command every foul spirit of hell now. Father, you can bring a reversal. Yes, it is coming right now. God has seen your every tear. He has listened to your every cry. And this morning, God is being merciful unto you. He's sending his spirit to come and change your situation. Moving that mountain and that impossibility in your life now in Jesus' name. Father, I release the touch of God. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Holy Spirit, touch. 
darkness be gone. Split. Jesus. I release the anointing of God. I release the touch of God. I release the touch of God. I release the touch of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. The Holy Spirit. Oh, Rabashata. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. Don't doubt that. He loves you. Father, in Jesus' name, I release the anointing of God. Right now, in Jesus' name, I ask you, Lord, to be merciful upon me. In the name of Jesus, I release the touch of God. Father God, I came all the way just to come and bring restoration and to release victory in these people's lives in jesus name all the way lord to come and become a blessing to these people in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus i release the touch of god receive your freedom receive that which you have desired even from the throne of god in the name of jesus thank you lord thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you jesus i release that freedom in your life i release that miracle in your life in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you can do. Father, I give you praise. I give you glory. Yes, in Jesus' name. Oh, Rabo Shata. Glory. Hey, I release the anointing. I release the power of God. I speak freedom. Yes, your situation will change. It will change, save God. Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name. Do it for us. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I release the anointing. Grace of God, Holy Spirit, touch on us in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you right now that, Lord, you can surround these people with your love. Oh, Rabu Shatarabakaya. I break every yoke of bondage. I release the touch of God. Father, there is power in prayer. You can open and break that prison in Jesus' name. It's in the name of Jesus. Receive your freedom and your joy from today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, oh, you're so precious before the Lord. Father, now I break every rejection. I command every battle in this life to go. You are too young for all these battles. In the name of Jesus. I want you to be settled in the Lord because the Lord loves you. In the name of Jesus. You may feel unloved, but God loves you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Receive the love from God. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father God, I release the touch of God. Father, in Jesus' name, I release the touch of God. I break every prison. Anointing of God. Power from above. Touch and sin free. Jesus' name. Glory to God. Every prison is shaking in your life. It is shaking in your life. It is shaking in your life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for the anointing. I thank you, Lord, for the power of God. I set you free. Holy Spirit, anoint me. Death this right. Jesus' name. Oh, Rabo Shaka. Yes. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, I release the anointing of God. Spirit of the living God. Father, there is power in prayer to break every kind of yokes, every prison, every chain to fellow. Receive your freedom from above in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. 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 Praise God.
Father, I thank you for the touch of God. I release the anointing and the power of the living God. I frustrate every plan of the devil. Whatever the devil meant to harm you, I'm telling it to be a blessing. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I release victory in your hands. Now, by the power of God, Jesus, receive the victory you are crying for for a long time. And receive it now in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for all these precious people. Lord, every chain, everybody that is in prison, I break those chains off by the power of prayer. I don't use my name. I use the name of Jesus. And Lord, I know you are able to set all these people free in Jesus' name. Father, touch them. Liberate them. Show them your love. Let a new page begin. Let them start working on a new slate from today in Jesus' name. Devil, I'm saying to you, you are a defeated boy in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I release the anointing upon these people. And I declare victory and I set you free indeed through the name of Jesus. And you shall be free. You shall be free. And you shall smile again. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't you give God a hand if you can? We praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Alan. God bless you. So much. Thank you so much. Um, Lindsay, I'd like for you to do the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And if you must go, you're, you're free to go, but don't rush off. Let's apply the word. We do that. Find some place to pray and do business with God. Amen. It's not convenient. But hey, it's only 1045 in Albuquerque. So we got plenty of time. Praise the Lord. So as Lindsay leaves this beautiful song, just get somewhere and pray. Do business with God. Amen. Hallelujah. But if you must go, be blessed. May the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In Jesus' name.